Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Daf HaShavua as we study Maseches Ksuos, Daf Lamed Beis. We continue in this uh, very important parak, Elunaros. This is actually uh, one of the most famous prakim in Shas that studied in Yeshiva. It's not the only parak in Ksuvos that studied in Yeshiva, but it's very important principles. We've focused on uh, the last few weeks, Kimle Dravimine, Kimle Dravimine, I want to take a little step back this week. And one of the issues that comes up <coughs> when we study Kimle Durabamine is we look at what we consider to be the more minor payment, whether the Nezek or the Kanas, as opposed to the major payment, the, not the major payment, the major punishment, a Misas Bezdin, whether it's a Chiyav Karas, if it's a uh, Misa Bidei Shemayim. But it's appropriate to spend a little bit of time on damages. So we just don't pass it over. And uh, unfortunately, too rarely uh, is this aspect um, studied. A lot of this is going to be found in Choshe Mishpat. We're also going to find, as we see today, the Gemara discussing what happens if Aones of the Bulgaris, that's going to be found in Hilchas Nara Basula which is an Ishus. You know, Rav Schechter says at times that in order to Paskin, you really have to know all the areas of the Torah, not just one area. There's an example of that. So the principle that applies not only regarding a Kanas, <coughs> but to all Kanasot that are put by the Torah, what's this principle? The different principles that a kanas is not the same as nezek. Let me explain what I mean. There are two types of monetary penalties that are levied by the Torah. You could have nezek damages, which more or less is compensation for the injury. We're talking here about nezek of um, an individual. We also have nezek mamon, which is for loss of property which is covered in Hilchas Chov El Mazik in the Rambam in the second part of it. The first part of it, which we're going to touch on today, deals with uh, Nezek against a person, not necessarily property. So that's Nezek. And you're going to try to reimburse the person. We call that restitution. But then we have something that's called Kanas, a fine. When we see by the Ones Mafata, the payment of Chamishim, that is not a compensation. That is a fine. It doesn't correlate necessarily to the damage that was done. It's a Torah rule. And the payment that's required by the Torah over what a person would be held liable for damages. I'll give you just another famous example. When it comes to KFL, if you steal, you have to pay KFL. What's the second payment? The second payment, which you double pay, is a kanas. When you have the halachas that uh, many learn in yeshiva at a very young age, an ox goring an ox. So you have something that's called a tam. A tam is going to be chatzinezek. You only have to pay half damages. So what does that mean? Chatzinezek is going to really be a kanas, because if it was nezek, you'd have to pay the full amount. Now, there's also another major uh, issue 
which comes up. And, and what you're going to end up finding, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but there are some differences between what we're seeing when it comes to ones and mafata. Again, ones is uh, rape. Mafata is where someone seduces the other. And there's going to be some differences between that and regular, what I call regular uh, havala. You know, where you punch someone, you damage someone, you drive a car into someone. Because even though a person is liable for nezek when he admits it, the person comes along and he says, listen, I'm guilty. When it comes to kanas, you need there to be witnesses. This is what the Rambam says, Hilchos niske mamon, parik beis pasuches, and hilchos geneva gimel zayin. So the same exact action where there would be nezek and kanas, you would end up having a payment for nezek based on the guilt, but not for kanas unless you could establish witnesses. If he admits his guilt and then witnesses come, by kanas he's also not required. Now, the Kesa Mishnah says that there's a stira in the Rambam because in Hilchas Chovel Mazik, Hey Vav, he says that when a person admits injuring someone, but there are no witnesses, he's not liable for the damages and the pain. Because keep in mind, when we talk about damages, damages is what you've damaged and maybe what how the value that you're now worth as an independent entity on the slave market trade. Again, it sounds like a strange way to evaluate uh, damages, but that's how it's done. But we also have what's called, these are the five damages. Even though the one is Knesset, we have Tsar, the pain. Knesset, Tsar, Shevet, the amount of uh, payment for the person not being able to be employed at that time, loss of wages. So we have Nezek, Tsar, Shevet, Ripoy. What he's going to have to uh, require for his healing is doctor bills. And then there's Boshet. It's going to be the embarrassment. We're going to see certain situations. And our Gemara also deals with when there'll have to be some of these payments, but not all the payments. This is not an all or nothing. So it's interesting that the Kesav Mishnah points out that the Rambam and Hichos Chovel Mazik, Heivav, says that when a person admits injuring someone and there are no witnesses to testify to the matter, he's not liable to the Nezek and the Tsar, but he is liable for Sheves. He is liable for Ripoy, medical treatment, and for Boshes. So this is very nuanced, and you'd have to figure out exactly why this is happening. Now, we have a commentary by one of the Rambam's descendants, Rabbi Yoshua. So he says, and that's why I'm bringing this up, that the Rambam's rulings explaining the laws governing injuries suffered by a raped or seduced person are different from those governing other types of injury. So this is really my main point that I was trying to get to. It took me a while, but it's important. You don't necessarily treat every type of damage as the same. So it's true. When someone is chas v'shalom, raped, and we're associating a damage also with a seduction, with a person, a seduction is not a rape, but the man's taking advantage of the woman, even though that is a chavala, 
it's going to be dealt with separately in halacha. And that's what we're seeing in Hilchas Nara Basula. We see, for example, it's only going to happen to a Nara as far as the payment. We're not going to have the, the payment of the 50 that's going to take place to a Bogaris, even though some of the other damages will. So this, I just want to go right away to the Rambam. I'm using the Rambam to explain our Gemara, the case that you find in the beginning of the Gemara. And I'm going to read you the Rambam. Now again, our Gemara is trying to present this so you could show that you have two levels of chet, two levels of sin, responsibility, from the person, the aggressor, what you have to deal with from Hashem, and what you have to deal with to the other person, and how Kimle Dravmine would apply. You see, it's not all or nothing right from the first halacha, right from what's happening on the top of the Gemara, because we're making distinctions between the different types of damages. And those damages are isolated from Kanas. If you look at this in the Rambam, Hilchos Nara Basula, because the Nara is the one who's going to end up getting the Kanas. I will point out, and I'm not going to be able to solve this issue right now, when you look up at this halacha in the tour, the tour, at least at the outset, doesn't make a distinction between the age of the girl. And that's interesting and curious. When you get down to the Shulchan Aruch, it also seems to be left open until you see the Ramah, who's doing the qualification. I don't think it's a machlokas. I could be missing something over here. I just think it's a basic understanding but the Ramah just wants to make sure, as the Rambam does, that it's very clear, because this is based on Sukkim from the Torah. So the Rambam writes in Hilchas Nara Basula. I'm just going to focus on the Ones case over here. Ketzat, Ha'ones is Ha'bogeres. So if someone rapes a Bogeres, Kanas, because she's grown out of Kanas, the Bogeres is over age, Yeshlahen Boshes, the embarrassment for being raped. Again, a victim shouldn't necessarily be embarrassed, but that's the reality. The Pagam. Now, when you see the Lush and the Pagam over here is what I was calling before, because that's how it's referred to in Chov El Masik, is the Nezek. And then the Tsar, it's the pain. Now, what happens, this is also found in our Gemara, Ha'one Shota, if someone ends up raping a Shota, now, we had this discussion, I think back in Maseches Yuvamis, that a shota in the time of the Gemara is not necessarily a shota today because a lot of this is going to be based on their level of education. And in fact, you see this both in the Hilchas Naru Basula as well as in Chovel Mazik, that the level of embarrassment is going to depend on the person who's doing the rape on the individual who's raped, and in general, in Chovel Mazik, it's going to depend on multiple factors. So Chazal pointed out today, and I pointed this out for Moshe, we had a whole big share on this, that if you take someone today, for example, who has uh, Down syndrome, person who has Down syndrome today is very much integrated into a community, has feelings, they're not just isolated as often they were in the past, institutionalized. 
This is true with many other um, issues that come up. So it's not like we're changing the halacha. We just have to understand what is the definition of a shota. So a shota here, if you assume that it's a shota who really has no feelings and is not aware of what's happening to her, v'ha'one shota o chareshes, chareshes again, we discussed this, we gave a whole big talk about when people didn't speak, people who couldn't, who were deaf and mute, would also not be part of, uh, integrated into society. Mishalim, you still have to pay for the tsar because there is pain that's involved. When we talk about feelings, we're talking about the emotional feelings, but that's bilvad. And then it says, Avohamafata eskulon patr miklum. Right? When it comes to being mafata someone, so in a situation of mafata, you may have the fine, assuming she's of age, but what the Rambam is saying that in this situation, you're not going to have to pay the other responsibilities because the woman is going along with it. So there's obviously, you're not going to have the Nezetzar, Ripoisheves, or Boshas. I just want to clarify, if it wasn't clear, that in the case of the Shota, we're not going to deal with the uh, Boshas because we're going to assume that there's no shame. And again, today, you wouldn't necessarily make that assumption. But what you see in Hilchas Nara Basula, Perik Beis, which is very important, halacha beis, nimsa, that in general, if it's a mafata of a bogeres, of a nara, mishalim shlosha, dvarim, the kanas. So it's still called the payment, even though we made the distinction between uh, kanas and nezek. Boshas upagam. There is still embarrassment. The, the, the boshas over here, is going to be embarrassment, even if somebody was seduced. Upagam. Again, the different uh, value of what she's worth now. But vahaones, in an one situation, in addition to the kanas, you have boshes tsar upagam. The assumption in the case of um, mifata is that there is no tsar, because this is something that she was willing to do. Then, to, what's worth looking at now, and I want to just spend some time in, is looking at some of the halachos of Chovel Mazik. Like, step away from our case, look at some of the halachos of Chovel Mazik, and then we'll have these basic principles down. I want to look at the beginning of Hilchas Chovel Mazik. You know, the Rambam gives an introduction to uh, sections of halacha, and in his Hakdama, he says, Mitzvah Saseachas is one mitzvah. He puts these two categories together. That there's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is not to injure someone, but if you injure someone or injure their property, then there's a responsibility to pay them. And we've seen again that there's two different uh, <coughs> types of payment, either kanas or nezek. The, in the first halacha, in the first parak. So the Rambam just spells it all out. I want to lead us up to something that comes in this week's parsha. I'm recording this year before Pasha's Emor. Hachol b'chaveira. So you injure a friend. 
friend here is used very loosely. We've uh, defined each one. The Rambam in the next uh, few parakim uh, really goes into detail how we learn each of these from the Torah and some of the uh, technical aspects. When it comes to payment, we're dealing with payment that's not just going to be a cash payment, especially in an agricultural society. You pay from the best of your property. Then, in the second halacha, the Rambam just gives us an example of nezek. I just want to spell it out because it's something that we probably can't relate to, um, and how nezek would be evaluated today would be very interesting. Nezek ketzad. So how does, what does it mean by nezek? Again, nezek is sometimes used as pagam. That's the term that's used. Imkata yada chavero, oraglo, roan oso ki'ilu eved nimkar bashuk, kama hayayafa az, v'kama huyafa ata, umashalim hapechas shehivchas midamav. Now this is based on psukim from Shemos, and also from this week's parsha of Ayin Tachazayin, which is uh, repeated again in Parshas Emor. We know that payment is, uh, we don't literally take a guy's eye out, or if a guy injures someone's arm, we pay it. The value, how we come to it, is if a person cuts off the hand or the foot of a colleague, for example, that would be an example of the damage done, we theoretically consider the injured colleague as a servant being sold in the marketplace, evaluate his value before the injury, and his value afterwards. And the person who caused the injury must pay the difference, right, uh, to him. So again, it's hard to know today how that is done. It's easier with money, you know, and it's easier with property, as discussed uh, later on. Now, the key pasuk from this week's parsha, Parshas Emor, is the pasuk Sheva Tacha Sheva, Ayin Tachas Ayin, Shein Tacha Shein, and what the Rabbim says over here is that the Torah statement is meant to highlight how serious an injury is. That the intent is you really deserve, when you cause such an injury to someone, to lose a limb or to be injured in the same manner, but we're not going to do that, and therefore financial restitution is placed instead. And it's the Rambam says straight out in Halacha Gimel Zeshanam Batora Kasher Yitain Mumba Adam Kain Yinasein Bo Eino Lachbo Bazek Moshe Chava Bchaver El Shu Ra'oi Lachasro Evar And uh, it's also Pesukim from Bamidbar. So we have Aikra Chaf Dalid Chaf, and you have Lamid Hey Lamid Aleph. So I wanted to give you a sense uh, as we've been dealing with Kimle Drabmine Kimle Drabmine not just the, the death aspect, but also the tashlumim aspect, which often is going to be superseded. Have a great week of learning.